everyone. Thank you for joining us on Save News TV. Tonight, we have Apostle Carmina Cox and Apostle Christopher Bell, and um, they're going to discuss faith. I'm going to step out of the picture and let the apostles bring the word of God. Good evening, everybody. Hello. 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 Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Carmina Apostle Carmina, they call me, and uh, we are here live with Save News TV, and we want to welcome everyone to the platform on tonight. Um, we are so excited about the topic tonight. Um, we are going to be discussing uh, the key to pure faith on tonight, and so we ask that you tell a friend, and to tell a friend, um, like and share this broadcast, and uh, hopefully you will enjoy uh, the the gospel on tonight on Save News TV. And so right now I want to introduce to you Apostle Christopher Bell. Let him greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. How you doing, family? Uh, Save News family, we are in the building and we're ready to uh, expound on the word and pick apart the word and encourage and spread the influence of the kingdom. My name is Apostle Christopher Bell. I am the Apostle, the Senior Apostle of Emerge Embassy in Goldsboro, North Carolina. If you haven't in the good old city of Goldsboro, come on, come on down to 604 North Madison Avenue and let's dwell in the spirit and have a good old time. And uh, we promise you that we'll love on you so good that you'll want to come on back. So y'all, we, we we enjoy uh we enjoy having y'all and we uh Glad to be on tonight. Um, yes. Um, so as we get started, um, you know that I'm I'm a current events girl, and um, yes. I follow, you know, Save News TV. Um, Save News TV has been uh, live streaming the uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp uh, case, which I think is a very interesting case. I don't know if you've been following it. Um, what's going on, but. It's so many things that are going on. And uh, one uh, one day I watched like the blooper reels or like maybe funny moments in the case where Johnny Depp was maybe kind of be sarcastic with the with the lawyers or whatever. But Johnny Depp is a character and uh, he is quite funny. And for me, even um, during the time of Amber Heard's testimony, um, it's hard for me um, as a as not being in the industry to to believe or understand or um, know if are they acting because no. they're so good at acting. That's are they real. acting? You think it's real? Like yeah. her testimony. <laughs> what I mean by uh, are they is that real? Look, they're trying to act. Johnny Johnny Depp is real. The, the other lady is trying to be persuasive that she is the innocent one. And right. it ain't coming out looking that way. Right, right. But you For can me, actually right. see the realness in what they're trying to do. But every time they play the tapes, you see her face. She's like, yeah. come back down to reality. Yeah. I'm the it, problem. Right. It takes two. It takes two. And so I, I just think that it's very interesting to watch the dynamics of the case. Um, if you guys um, don't know, Save News TV is live streaming um, and following this case. So 
tune in. I, I believe it's daily um, and watch on this platform because even though it's Save News TV, um, the visionary of the of this platform wants to be involved in current events, current events because a lot of things that go on this world, the scripture says we're in this world, we're not of it, but we're not blind to it either. So it's just it's just interesting to see. So I just thought I'd mention that um, right before we get started. But today we are going to talk about a topic that um, is, I guess, well, it's it is the foundation of what we believe, um, the fact that we do believe um, and how we believe and how we carry out our belief is all based on faith. And um, you can't believe a thing and carry out a thing if you don't have faith in the thing. And so um, I'm just really excited to see what uh, we will discover in this conversation on tonight about pure faith. And so I'm going to turn it over to, uh, well, I'm going to start asking questions. So Apostle Chris, what is faith? Um, If you want to give us a uh, uh, generic um, definition and also give us a, a biblical definition. Yes. Faith, as we know through the scripture, it says, a, which is the most world famous uh, scripture, which is faith, le- Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is the substance. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Pure faith is a mental and a spiritual persuasion. A physical and mental persuasion. The first persuasion happens on the inside of the heart and the mind. When you know something internally, and then you have a faith of what you can see. Well, by us being spiritual, we first have to see something in the spirit before we can see it in the natural. And, and, and the reason why of that is because, you know, we are not of this world. We are from the country of heaven. And so everything that was built in heaven by God and built in earth, uh, built in earth or on earth by God was not seen first but it was made known internally. And God, who is who is the giver of life, the sustainer of life, the creator of life, whenever his thoughts come into being, you don't see it. But when he speaks it, that what he thought comes into being. Is that is that making sense? Not really. No, not so really. It's an internal thing first. Yeah, right. Right. So it, it makes sense. But to the audience, we're going to break it down so it can make sense. So because it, it's making sense to you, but we're going to make sure that everybody. So the definition of faith, that was the original question, uh, is for a biblical mental reasons, persuasion. Well, is that is that the uh, generic definition or the biblical? That is a that is like a gen, the generic uh, definition. But what we're gonna, but we what what we're gonna do? We're gonna break down 
okay. and go into a deeper revelation. Okay, so the generic definition of faith, I don't know if we got that yet, but the biblical uh, foundation for our faith is, a, like you said, the world famous scripture that everybody uses is Hebrews 11 and 1. And um, I got a question now. How that scripture begins, it says now. Mm -hmm. Can you tell the audience why, how we arrived at the introduction of Hebrews 11 and 1, where it says mm -hmm. now faith? It's mm -hmm. almost like something else was going on before that. Yes. And then they said, okay, now. So can you tell us what does even the now have to do with that scripture when it says now faith? Well, okay. Let's 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 understand the structure of God. The, the Bible said that God is a spirit. He's not a man. He's not made of flesh. So what God's very being, whatever he says, immediately is because he's a spirit. He is a spirit. He's not flesh. So whatever he's he says, whatever his thoughts is immediately comes into law or immediately manifests now once he think it it immediately is so okay. that's why you get uh the the scripture that says now faith is because if you're going to believe you have to believe the way god wants you to believe you have to believe according to the structure and the foundation of how god says to believe we can't believe the way the world believes. We have to believe the way God structured to believe. And so because God is not a, a man, he is not flesh. Whatever he thinks, it is. It coming into being. So when it says now, that means that whatever he, he says, it's, it's there now. It's immediately invented. It's immediately created. When he said, let there be light, immediately there were light. Whatever. So whatever he said, he saw, right? Yes. Um, and in Hebrews uh, 10, what is the last verse in Hebrews 10 that goes into 11? It says, uh, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the sa saving of the soul. Okay. Uh, go, the verse 38 is now the just shall live by faith. Okay, so that is what what that is how we got to the now because yes. they were teaching, uh, they were describing uh, what was going on and what the character really of is of a person who has faith. Yeah, and then after that, they would say, okay, so now faith is because, uh, like you said, it's a persuasion, it's a way how you think, and, and it's a persuasion that what I feel and what I believe is what I'm going to do and what I'm going to carry out. And like you say, you have to be persuaded um, in terms of like generic um, belief or just a, just a basic belief. People believe in a lot of things. They have faith in their toothpaste. Mm -hmm. They have faith in the chair that they're sitting in. Because once they sit in the chair, they're not like testing the chair to see, oh, is this going to hold me? Most people yeah. just sit down. Because why? You have faith. Matter of fact, if you just sit down in a chair, 
you have faith in more than just a chair but you have if you have faith in the person that built the chair yes so somewhere in our mind we have accumulated certain beliefs where we don't even question because i believe pure faith is a unquestionable faith and so whenever um i get in my car and get to drive and i have faith that that car is going to do what it said it was supposed to do so i don't expect it to break down as soon as i get to the light or the end of the street I expect it to get me from point A to point B at least. That's right. right? You just said something, though. Uh-huh. You said, I am believing that that car is going to do what I expect. Right. You just said something right there. You just yeah, yeah because, because the reason why I'm going that way is because I want to bring up the notion that if we have faith in these earthly things, why is it so hard for us to believe the creator of all things why that's the question that we will answer or attempt to answer on tonight is like so do we have pure faith because because we get so easily off kilter when one thing goes wrong um and we we get off kilter and we're like um you know what is going on but if i have faith in god then i believe that what's in that word is true and i'm i got to be fully persuaded according to scripture fully persuaded yeah. that yes. this is god's word and god's word is true and that in this word really if applied correctly it will not fail the word of god That's right. i might fail but the word of God applied. Now the word of God that's just right. sitting on that paper. That's one thing, but the word of God applied will never fail. So the question you, is, you, you, give, question you is, give us some, you give us some great keys right now. Right. So the question is, keys right now. do we have pure faith? And if we don't, what, what is the problem? What are our barriers? Uh, he, and, you know, most people have to figure out what faith is before they can believe. Because whenever you get uh, uh, people who say, you know, I believe, but there's something that's putting that but there. The barrier is that they are not sure. Let's get re- okay. Let's get real. They're not sure it's gonna happen. <laughs> They're not sure. Because they know that they first have to believe it in order for it to happen. But tonight, but tonight I want to give them a key, a revelation to let you know that you won't have to believe first to believe it's going to happen. I'm going to show you through the word, through the word of God and through revelation, how to bring down the barrier of, I'm not sure. See, the barrier is, I'm not sure if this going to you know, I'm not sure if this is going to work or not, because I ain't never seen this before. You know, when you're being bombarded through all sides and you quote a scripture, you you some people have to make themselves believe. OK, now I got to fight all the, the thoughts that come to the head like like the enemy is fighting me. saying now, you know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. You And right now you show looking sick, uh, 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 you show looking shaky. 
So they they have to keep their their mental focus uh, uh, together so they can believe this thing because they they the devil will uh, keep punishing them and keep torturing them, saying you don't believe, you don't believe, you don't believe. But what but what the key that I have tonight? Through Save News TV, this key that I got tonight, I promise gonna open up a bunch of doors that look, if you ain't never open up some, no doors after the night, you're gonna open up all the doors you want to. Because can I get one of the keys of Apostle Carmina? Can I get one of the keys? Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go another way, but I'm gonna show you something. For you. All the people that live in your district, where your house is, you have, most of you have a certain day where your trash is picked up, right? So what you do, you found out, you find out that on, let's say Wednesday, Wednesday, the, the, the city where you live at is going to put, come by and pick up your trash. Only thing you got to do is put your trash out there. Now watch this. If the city has passed a law that says on Wednesday in your district, we're going to come pick up the trash. I don't have to have faith. It's my right. But that means that if I push my trash, my trash out to that road on Wednesday, I ain't got to believe or have faith that the people coming by to get it because it's a law passed that they're supposed to come by and get it. So that means that it's my right. All I got to do is do it. That's the same way with God. When God's word has already been passed and already been given the decree of it that it's going to happen, all I got to do, I don't got to believe that. <laughs> I just got to do it. Why? Because it's my right if I'm a citizen of the kingdom. The key is I just got to believe and I got to do what God tells me to do. And see, I don't have to struggle with what is, is are they coming on Wednesday? Because it's a law that somebody going to come by on Wednesday. <laughs> Well, this word is settled in heaven. It's going to work. All you got to do is apply it. It's going to work. The only thing you have to do is push your trash out to the road on Wednesday morning. You ain't got to have no faith. The law been passed and the law has already been in, uh, working. See, that law is already working, Apostle Carveda. Mm -hmm. Some people just not taking advantage of the laws that's already working. Right. So, so you're what you're presenting is that we do not have to have faith, um, per se, in what God is saying. We just need to do. We just need to do it. So that means now, the faith. The faith. Yeah. That's why the scripture says, "Have faith in God." Woo! Have faith in God. It's impossible for that man to lie. So the thing about it, if you if you have faith in God, then that's an automatic have faith in the word. Yes. Because John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was God, 
and 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 the word was with God and the word was God. So yes. the the initial thing is upon salvation, uh, we need to teach and learn and disciple people to have faith in God. Yes. The faith in God needs to be established first. Yes. Because some no. people get some people get saved just so they can have fire insurance. <laughs> Everybody's not getting saved because they love the Lord Jesus. Yes, yes. Although I do believe that the Holy Spirit draws to learn to love God and to yes. trust in God is a process. And I and do believe it's an ongoing process. Um, however, I love the analogy that you use about this is the deal. Go put your trash out. If you put your trash out, they got to come pick it up. Because a law has been passed that they have to do it. They have to do it. And the Bible says, look, in Jeremiah 1 and 12, watch this. Before I go to Jeremiah 1 and 12, I, I watch this. So you know how we do in Mantle. We know how we do in Emerge. We have to back up what we say with scripture. Mm -hmm. So watch this. He in that same chapter, he of Hebrews. If we go to Hebrews eleven and six, watch this, Apostle Carmina. It says, "But without faith, watch this, a mental persuasion." Okay, what is the problem when somebody don't believe? They don't believe God's gonna do it, or they're not sure if God's gonna do it. Because they, they'll say, I believe, but what's the but? You, God said he's a man that cannot lie. Why your mental persuasion ain't lined up with that? That man can't lie. What? Uh, uh, uh. And he said, with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is too, look, all things are possible with God. So watch what this scripture says, Hebrews 11 and 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Watch this. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. When God says, I'm a man, I'm not a man, and, and that I should lie, you have to believe that. My God. You have to be mentally persuaded inside you that this is not a man. <laughs> oh once my you, God. Once you line up your inside with what God is saying, if it, if you line it up, and then this next thing, this next thing is like, it's gonna give you so much peace and joy, y'all family. Save news, grab onto your hats. Watch this. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Hebrews 11 and 6. For he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I am diligently seeking who God is, how he is, how he operates, how he thinks, and what he is. It says he's a sovereign God. It says he is a rewarder. That means that if you line your thoughts up with his, then now everything he's thinking, you're going to be thinking. <laughs> everything he says, you're going to be saying. And anything contrary to that, you're going to knock it down. But the word God in that scripture 
is the is the word it, it comes from the Greek word 2316. Watch this. Theos. 2316 in the Greek. Theos. Do you know what that word means, Apostle Carmen? Same news. Hold on to your hats. It means magistrate. Let me say it one more time. It means supreme magistrate. Look, Google it. Do you know what a magistrate is? A magistrate is a person where you come and bring his, bring your situations to him if you got problems. And a magistrate listens to what you say and then he judges what you say by the law. Mm -hmm. God is a magistrate. He's and Jeremiah 1 and 12 says, he said, he says this, he said, this said the Lord unto me, thou hast seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. Jeremiah, he was asking Jeremiah's questions. He said, what is that you see? I see an almond tree. You see, right? He said, but what I need you to do is basically paraphrasing. I need you to speak what I tell you to speak. He said, because what I'm doing is I'm looking over my word to perform it. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm a magistrate and I'm looking at the situation. And when somebody presents me the word, I'm looking to perform that. Right. Right. <laughs> so I don't then, have to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But then whenever you were in Hebrews 11 and 6 and it says, um, about the diligently seeking. Yes. So we understand, I think most of us understand that who God is, but we're not seeing the results of our faith. Yes. People are not, people are not experiencing this pure faith that you're talking about. Um, I meet a lot of believers that go to church and they say they are saved and they say they believe but they are living a defeated life. And to be yes. honest, we, if we be honest, a lot of years in our journey have been years of defeat, not living to the, to the level of victory and dominion that we should be at. So, yes. so is a problem um, the fact that we don't believe God or is that we're not diligently seeking? It's both. It's, it's with some it's both. They say they believe God, but their situations has got them in such a bind that there's like, I don't see no way out. And so they put God in the same place where they at. Cause mm -hmm. I don't see no way out. I, I just don't, I just can't believe. You're not supposed to believe. The number, the, look, you're not supposed to do God's job. Job, God's job is to watch over his word so he can perform it. <laughs> That's like what God's earlier, job is. Right. Like we said earlier, a car. You believe that a car, a vehicle is going to do what it's supposed to do. Yes. We, I believe now as I mature, and I'm not going to say everybody's here or that I have arrived, but at this current junction, I 
am of the persuasion that God being who he said he was according to scripture is going to do what God said he's going to do. So my belief and trust rest in who God is, not me. Who God is. And who God who always will is. be. Right. Who because the scripture is. Right. Because the scripture says he's the same yesterday, today, and is forever. And the thing about it is, again, it, we will always go back to scripture because who God is or was or will be to you in certain situ situations is not always the same. That's right. Because he's Jehovah Rapha. Yes. He's Jehovah Sidkenu. Yes. He can be the magistrate. He's your yes. father. He's your judge. He said, I'm your friend. So like you have to understand the the nature of of who God is in that situation. Yes. Because you may not need a magistrate. You might just need a friend. See, you just gave another key, another revelation. See, he's our father. You cannot present a magistrate and I want, and that's the. I want you to understand. You just gave the different positions that God has. If you come to God the Father, crying, emotional, He's gonna. He can't answer your prayer as a magistrate because you ain't presenting no law to Him. But if you come emotional and you, oh God, I need help. Oh yeah. He's going to turn from the lawgiver and the law provider to the father. Because what does a magistrate do if you get emotional? He shut the case down and tell you to go out and get yourself together. I'm talking about a real magistrate. If you get emotional in the courtroom, he's going to say, hold up. We're going to have a recess until they get themselves together. Because the only thing the judge want to hear, the magistrate want to hear is the law. I want to hear what your situation is. And so then I'm going to give you the answer. Mm -hmm. According <laughs> to the law. And so it's so, answer. right. But you keep so, coming to me as a father and you so caught up emotional, you ain't even coming to me as the magistrate. You don't even believe I can do it. I'm still doing father work on a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still doing, still father, doing father work. Look, wow. if, 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 let's do the scenario. Let's say God is sitting at the desk. He got a desk and a chair. Right beside his desk is the father chair, where when you come to him and you need a father, uh, he just gets up and get in the chair. Well, if you come to him and you say, God, I got a problem. Such and such, the uh, people on my job is coming out to me. And then you get emotional. And I don't know what to do. You know what he does? He gets up from the magistrate seat and sits in the father chair. Why? Because even though you got a problem, you you keep, you, you don't need a magistrate now. You need the father. Right. So we need to really like hone in on, on uh, God. Just like I'm a parent, you're a parent. Uh, we we should be discerning when should we be stern with our children, when we should extend love to our children, grace to our children, mercy to our children. And a lot of times you can't um, initially come through as a judge or a magistrate with your children. You really have to use discernment. So because Father God knows everything, he's definitely understanding 
where we are as his as his child or as his yeah. children. And so you like you said, it we should um graduate in a pro graduate. We should uh have a forward progression as in our growing and being mature in God. Um yeah, yeah we all want to cry sometimes and just let it all go. Um but if you want to see results, you got to grow up. You, you, got you got to, to grow to, up. Yes. Because you what category you're going in. Right. Because you may you may be comforted in that situation and stay right in that situation comforted. Yes. For years. Right. You'll be a comforted tribulation yes. goer. You'll be That's right. comforted. But you won't graduate. That's right. Out of that until the judge has spoken, according the to the judge. And so now, you have to graduate. You gotta graduate. Now, now that's a that's a perfect scenario. Now, let's let's go in a situation. Let's do a, a actual demonstration of a situation. Let's say, um, let's say there's a person who there's they are a saint, they really love God. Uh, there's a person that's coming after them, and the person is devising uh spirit uh, uh they're on the job and they just keep coming up with all type of stuff coming against them so the person the person the saint starts praying and they said i'm just having so many problems i don't know what to do but god you say you will never leave me or forsake me see they praying the word of god mm -hmm. but they ain't said nothing for god to do for the situation. For it's the for situation. Yes, God, for you said you'll never leave me off of Satan. God, you said you will comfort me. You said I, you are my strong tower. God is waiting. What do you want me to do? Because <laughs> look, because I'm ready to do something for you. But when you say this, if you mess around and stumble and say, God, you said no weapon. Uh-oh. Now we got some law going on. You said no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. God now jumps from being the father, jumps to being the magistrate, and says you are correct, and I rule in your favor. There is no weapon formed against you that shall prosper, and I will send my angels down to work on your behalf because you proved your case. And also, if you in that situation, um, if you say um, every tongue that rises up against me in judgment shall be condemned, those are uh, scriptures that require uh, that that power, or you're actually using your exousia power yes. um, rather than your deuteronomy power to delegate authority, even in your atmosphere, because of what you have spoken which we should be speaking the word um um we understand that we can enact victory by speaking word just speaking the word even the centurion soldier <laughs> said i don't need you to come jesus just speak the word only um we yeah. it, once you speak the word automatically like you said because it's a law it will happen now the great thing about what you just said, the centurion said, I am a man of authority. 
I understand how it works. Aha. Uh -huh. Basically, what the centurion was saying, I tell men to come and they come. I tell men to go and they go. He said, what, what it is, is they're not really looking at me, but they're looking at the position of authority. <laughs> and yeah. he said, and, and look, when Caesar gave me the position, so whenever they hear me, they don't hear me, they hear Caesar. They hear the position. See, God wants you to graduate from him, pulling on him as the father to graduate to I'm speaking in authority on behalf of him as well, his representative. Well, well yeah. because he is a magistrate and he can delegate authority. Yeah, and so, to me, to me, ooh. that is an element of pure faith because you understand that because I believe in God, I have applied, I have given my life to God. Now I expect over time for there to be a growth where I'm not crying to daddy, but now I am grown enough to Walking speak on behalf of daddy. Walking now in the I can speak. I can speak because he said he have given us the power. He gave it. And, and heaven is waiting for the sound that matches what they, heaven is waiting for the sound, waiting for us. Because whatever is available, it says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So whatever is in heaven, in the courts of heaven, is what we need to be done here. Thy in will the be court of heaven. Boy, yeah. yeah. watch this. Apostle Carmina, boy, you about to make me jump out of this chair. Look, the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing. Uh, uh, save news. Look at your neighbor and say, "There's a sound." You got to hear look the at sound. your look at your neighbor. Say save news and say, "There is a frequency mm -hmm. you gotta be on." <laughs> it yeah. said, "Faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God," and that's the same thing that God is waiting to hear. Here, mm -hmm. which is his word to perform it but when you even hear you could be so strategic in god you could be so built up in god you can be so motivated in god you could be so mature in god that once you hear the word faith automatically comes into you and you can speak on behalf of the king and that thing that you speak God will make it come to pass because he said, you belong to me and you're speaking in my steed. Good God Almighty. That's right. right. So, so hmm. let's, Kingdom let's, influence. let's, right. So let's bring this all the way back to the beginning. We said, we're talking about pure faith. Um, what does the law have to do with faith? Um, is the question on the table. What does enacting the scripture and, and applying it as law has to do with faith? The, the first key, the first foundation is this. The Bible says that unto us a child is born. And it says that he will have the government 
on his shoulders. So y'all, the actual ecclesia, the church, mm -hmm. is governmental. It is. It is. And so, that's about our faith. So that's really faith. faith, faith itself is a law. Is having faith in anything is a law. Um, we have we have natural laws like the law of, of matter. We have Murphy's law. That we have the law of gravity. So um, faith itself is a law. Um, so we, that is what um, that is what faith is. It is a law. You have to believe in God. Trust in God. Um, believe, like you said in Hebrews 11 to sit that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And um, that is what we, that is like really the foundational and the fun, fundamental elements of why we are sitting here on Save News on tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. so it is a, a law itself. Faith is a law. And you, when you become saved, why does he say God said, I have translated you into the seat of Christ. Where is Christ at? In heaven. What is heaven? Heaven is our governmental authority, the governmental rule of where God himself dwells. And Jesus brought that government down to the earth. And that's why God gave man dominion. The dominion, which is a, a, a rulership over a domain. So right. what's happening is we have become so emotional that we can't be governmental. Mm -hmm. When you right. get emotional, and that's why ch church, uh, I hate to say this sometimes, but we get so caught up in the emotional part that we need to get to the practical part of this is a government and God has passed laws and any situation that happens with us are we to bring if something is out of order there is a law that is provided from God mm -hmm. that already works mm -hmm. <laughs> already settled in heaven and I just needed to come down to earth in your situation. Amen. 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 I, just need, I need somebody with authority to say it, to bring that down, that governmental influence from heaven mm -hmm. down to earth. It said, let thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. All God want right. to see is the same laws that operate up there. He want to see them operate down here. When something right. is out of order, there is a law book. Right. And so, and so while we're talking about law, um, we need to understand the dispensation that we're in. Yes. We understand, well, if you don't understand, in the Old Testament, there were laws. Even the Ten Commandments came down as a law. And there were laws put in place to govern our spirit, spirit man, or govern us that that were not under grace. It was yes. if you did it, these are the laws, and if you did A, B, C, and D, these are the laws that will will govern how you would be punished or not. Yes. Right. Yes. 
So fast forward through the Old Testament, which we know um, through Bible study that the Old Testament is a foreshadowing of what's to come. Yeah. And so once we come into the New Testament and begin to experience and read and study about the New Testament church, we understand through scripture that it says God did not come to destroy the law, but he come to fulfill the law. So now we are no longer governed by the law of sin and death. Because if that was the case, we would get due wages for our sin. Because the scripture says the wages of sin is death. And we do know that the scripture talks about the law of sin and death. And so God said in his word that he did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. Yes. And so the New Testament church is living under grace and through the fulfillment of the law, it is made perfect now because there was a perfect sacrificial lamb that gave his perfect life. He willingly willingly laid his life down and became the one sin offering for the whole world, for the whole entire world. Yes. So that now we can apply God's word under grace. We can go to God as the father. It says that God is now sitting at the right hand side of the father, making intercession for us. We have many benefits. As a matter of fact, the scripture says that um, we now we have a, a better covenant based on better promises. So not only did he fulfill the law, but now we made it better, right? So now we don't get to, we don't get um, stoned because we're disobedient to our parents. But because of grace, we get to understand the law or the the, uh, scriptures that talk about reconciliation. So now we can be reconciled. Instead of getting stoned for talking back, now he has given us opportunity to say, I'm sorry. And now we can reconcile disobedience if it's towards your parents, if it's towards your boss, if it's towards your leader or each other. We know by scripture that we can be reconciled. Yes. So it's a difference, um, not really a difference, but there were laws in the Old Testament that governed. And now because he fulfilled the law and made it covenant and made it perfect and also made it better. Now we can understand how to maneuver in our journey and be successful in our journey without living a a uh, defeated. Um, it's trying like, to figure stuff out. Yeah, trying to figure it out. We don't have to figure it out because God said, "I died one time for all. I died for your past, present, and future sins." So I have already figured it out. Now it's about application. Yes. Now it's about we have to learn how to apply because, like I said in the beginning, our my faith is in God. Our faith is in God. I believe I have learned by applying Scripture, applying uh, uh, the the laws that govern heaven. Yeah. That I don't have to be a broke no more. That's right. I don't have to be crying all night long for both that left me no more that's right i learned that i can be healed that's right i can i can experience healing i can um um, have the goodness of the lord in the land of the living 
I don't right. have to wait until the sweet by and by to experience victory in God because well, I have pure faith. I talked to my mom, my mom, uh, Cora Swinson, Evangelist Cora Swinson. You know, she was taking chemo. She was, uh, she'd been going through cancer treatment. She, uh, she, she defeated cancer uh, some years ago. And then like, maybe like two or three years ago, it came back. Um, I, the Lord, I was at, I was over a house and the Lord just dropped in my spirit to give her word. I said, mom, the Lord said, now watch this. I said, the Lord said, you are not going to go through the full sets of treatments that they said you was going to go through. God going to heal your body. Well, you know how when you already been through that, that experience, you'll say, praise God, praise God. But on the inside, you'll be thinking about that trauma. You'll be thinking about that trauma. And then I said this to uh I said this to my mom. I said, Mom, it's your legal right to be healed because Christ died for that and fulfilled the law. You ain't gotta sacrifice nothing. Mom, he did it. All we have to do, all you have to do is present that law to God and tell him by his stripes, I am healed. And I said, Mom, and just I, I said, ask God to give you strength to go through the, the symptoms of it. I said, but mom, you healed. You're just waiting on the manifestation of it. Well, you know, a couple of, you know how it is, a couple of months, you know, they 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 they, 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 they up one moment, they down, which I can understand. I've been there. I've been emotional. I've been uh, uh, traumatized emotion by things that did not come that I said that I believed. And so that trauma is what stops people because they thought they were believing for something or they were prayed for something and they said, I'm going to believe God. And they didn't get it. And so they put it up to either uh, I didn't believe, my faith wasn't strong enough, or, or God didn't want me to have it. And they're trying to pacify their emotions so that they won't uh, judge it the wrong way. So my mom called me today and said, I got some great news for you. I said, what? She said, the doctor told me that they, I did a CAT scan uh, last week. They found no cancer in my body and I don't have to take the treatments. And she would just praise the God on the phone. I will praise the God with her. I said, mom, didn't I tell you that God said you won't have to go through the whole uh, treatments? Now look, what I said was what God said, which was law. By you, I said, Mom, you have a right to be healed. I didn't say what I said. I said, Mom, he said you have a right to be healed, and God gonna heal you. God performed his word. That's all he was waiting for to hear his word so he would have a chance to perform it. The problem with people is they remember the trauma or the experience that they've been through a situation and it didn't work out so well. Well, that, this, that, is, that, this that is- holds it back is, from believing. Yeah, so this, let me clarify something that you just said. For me, I'm a cancer survivor. I went through all of my treatments. Whether God healed me before all the treatments yes. or he healed me through all of the treatments, 
My belief in being healed was not predicated on what the doctors were going to do. That's right. My life, pure, that, this is pure faith. Pure faith is whether God do it or not. My hmm. my my persuasion is not going to change. Persuasion. That's, that's pure faith. My I did not doubt God, as in Job did not doubt God when he went through his trial. I just was like, let's do it. Because I'm not getting ready to faint at this point. If yeah. God was who he was before the diagnosis, he's yeah. the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So he did not change because I had a cancer diagnosis. Ooh. See, that's the part God. about God. Right. The so that's the sovereignty of God, mm. which is a whole different broadcast because I, I, at large, the body of Christ teaches this uh, Burger King faith. Yeah, where we're gonna have it our way. You don't always have it your way. When you find the scripture said, when you find yourself in those temptations, you'll find yourself in this thing. You're supposed to be looking for a way of escape. And we know that Jesus, we know that God will provide a way out. He will provide a, a, a solution. Why? Ooh. Because He's God. I don't need to change the way I believe. I don't need to switch up in my faith because I have a cancer diagnosis. If I have a diagnosis of HIV, if I get a, a, a diagnosis of something that's incurable, guess yeah. what? I can cure it if he so choose. But if mm. he don't, he is still God. To me, He's that's pure still faith. God. Let me plug up He's my still God. He's still God. I'm telling you. Yeah. And if we could just, if we as the governmental body of Christ understand that we operate by that faith is really God's law. That's all faith is. God's word, God's law. Something that it is, it is impossible for him not to perform. It's already done. Waiting for a situation to plug into. That's all it's waiting for. It's waiting for a situation to be applied to it. Right. And so um, this one question before we begin to pray for the audience and invite those to salvation. Um, tonight, um, we have been talking about pure faith. Our conversation went into the law. Um, saying um, that, you know, when we apply scripture, um, understanding that we are a govern governmental body, the ecclesia is a governmental body, that we have access to the heaven's courts, which the scriptures say that he wants the will, whatever his will is in heaven is the same will that he wants to be done in earth. And so pure faith is really having a solid, belief in God that God himself will do exactly what he said mm. he would do. The only way you're going to know what God said he would do is if you are in the scriptures. Mm. If you study according to 2 Timothy uh, or 1st or 2 Timothy 2 and 15, study to show yourself approved a workman yes. um, that needed 
uh, that puts in that won't be ashamed. You're putting in your work and studying, understanding what heaven is saying, understanding what God is saying, so that we will not be ashamed in the day of trial or adversity. That we will not be scrambling for scripture when we come up in a trial because it, the scripture says you will have trials. Yes. And so if you have pure faith, your faith is not going to weeble wobble. It's not going to do the bobblehead whenever you go in a trial because you have studied and now you can be approved. Mm. That's what that scripture means. It says mm. when you have studied to show yourself approved, that means you have been tried. Now he can approve you. He can stamp a seal of approval, say, yeah, you can pass on to the next. And so now we're here. And at the beginning, Apostle Chris used the analogy of, of the trash. Put your trash out. Um, and if it says we're going to pick your trash up on Wednesday, then um, we should expect our trash to be put up. I mean, picked up on Wednesday. However, Apostle Chris, what if you don't pay your bill? <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, what if you don't pay your bill now? Now, now, what? You don't get your trash. <laughs> right. You did right. not follow protocol. Right. So that that is the balance of even this teaching of faith we don't want you to think that this is a burger king type situation that yeah. everything is going to work like clockwork it will not if you do not do your part you don't do your part because a lot of these scriptures even um uh i think uh chronicles where it says if my people who are called by my name over themselves turn from their wicked ways then so yeah. it's a lot of scriptures um, in the word of God that are if then statements. Yes. So the if part is if we do our part, then God definitely, definitely that is the activation of scripture. If yes. we do, because there's no conversation if we don't come in the room. There's right. no conversation. There's no enactment of no law if we don't um, fellowship with God. Yes. If we if we forsake ourselves, uh, forsake the assembling together, what conversation are we going to have according to corporate, corporate uh, worship or corporate praise if we yes. don't assemble? Yes. And so it's a lot of things that are in the word. However, God is not I dream a genie. We That's don't right. rub on the Bible and get a magic cure to anything. That's right. That, that, that is not what we're saying. But however, what we're saying is, if you understand who God is in the essence of being our Lord and Savior, in the yes. essence of the man that laid his life down for our sins, past, present, and future, how, if you believe in him, the scriptures say mm. you shall not perish, but you shall have everlasting life, mm. period. You shall not, if you believe yes. in this man, in the in the in the God in flesh that walked among the scripture said to well among us mm. for the sole purpose of dying. Yes. For the sole purpose of three-year ministry. He yes. only did his ministry for three years. He came here to do that. So why? So we can have everlasting life. 
And so no matter what, if the enemy consume my flesh, guess what? I still have everlasting life. Still got it. Because there are a lot said. of states that have went on Woo. from sickness, disease, from trauma, from murder. But guess what? If they believe in the Lord Jesus, mm. they shall not perish and they shall have everlasting life. So we hope on tonight that we have touched somebody mm. on tonight, even through the depth of the word, the Logos. We uh, we pray that you guys have received a rhema word on tonight because we know that God, God's word is life. And so we just want you to understand whether you are new in Christ, a baby mm. in Christ, whether you have been in Christ a while or not, the basic fundamental principle here is that if you believe in the Lord Jesus, that you shall not per perish and you shall have everlasting life. Yes, you need to study. Yes, you need to understand the laws of the kingdom. Yes, you need to apply your faith. But most of all, you must believe in God. And you must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. We need to tackle that first. Yes. Because Lord knows when I made that decision, when the spirit of the Lord drew me to the front of that church in 1989, I made a confession that I'm going to believe. I believe God. And, and it was so it was I felt like Apostle Chris and I was persuaded from the beginning. Yes, sir. Because I, I was something was drawing me. Uh -uh. I did not know that it was the Holy Spirit at the time. I was a baby, but I know that I was being drawn. My spirit was open. I was being convicted. My ministering angels had been working even at the young age of 14 to bring me to the gospel, to the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that is what this platform is for, is to draw people and bring people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So when we have these platforms, we're not trying to be above anybody. We're not trying to go above, but we are trying to bring you, help you, assist the Lord in bringing you into salvation. This is yeah. TV. And so we're going to ask Apostle Chris to, to pray for those who are being drawn. Mm. Um, just like if we were in a service and this was the altar call, we want to walk up to you in the realm of the spirit and walk you to the altar. Like those yeah. people say, they, the people in the church that can see the Holy Spirit dealing with people. Now our job is to, in the spirit realm, bring you. Do you need us to walk you to the altar? That is what we're going to do in prayer. We're going to walk you to God, walk you to the moment where you will have us standing right there with you while you are saying your confession to God yeah. and to salvation. Amen. Father God, we come before you humble in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you in the name of Jesus, God, to let our words be your words, God. God, let your influence flow over these airwaves in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And God, touch your people's heart. God, whoever is watching this program, Save News TV, God, and they're feeling in the name of Jesus that Hallelujah. this gospel 
mm. that this God I want to get to mm. know about. Mm. I, God, whatever I know from this point has not provided me any help. Ah. It has not done anything for me. Come on. But God, there's just something about your name. It's something about the name of Jesus and this gospel that's right now pulling me to want to get to know my God. God, we ask you right now to come into their heart right now. And we rebuke any 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 uh, words of the devil that's telling them not to do it. Ah. We rebuke any words of the devil that's telling them that their family not going to understand, that their boyfriend or their girlfriend yeah. not going to understand, or their friends not going to understand. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We bind it right now that it has no power in the name of Jesus, but that they will have freedom of choice right now. Yes. And God, let your love fill their hearts. Hallelujah. Let it fill their heart right now. God, even as the tears may be coming on some, even yes. as God, they yes. feel right now that they know that this is what they need. Provide them right now with what you came for, which is salvation, which is deliverance which is freedom, which is liberty. God, you mm. said where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. We thank you right now for breaking the hands of bondage around them. We thank Hallelujah. you for breaking the change of bondage around them right now, that the yoke is broken off their neck right now mm. as mm. they come and as they pray this prayer, Lord, mm. forgive me for all my sins. We pray this prayer uh, with us. Lord, forgive me for all my sins, all my shortcomings, mm. anything, everything, Lord, that I may have said, that I may have done, that I may have did that wasn't pleasing in your sight. God, if I have offended you or if I have offended your people, God, forgive me right now. I repent of my sins. And God, your word says in Romans 10 and 9, that if we repent of our sins, that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us for all of our sins. Thank you for what you just did, God. Thank you Thank for you, uh, taking all their sins and throwing it into the sea called forgetfulness. And God, we ask you to empower them right now with a fresh anointing. Fresh wine and fresh wine skin and a new mindset. Thank mm. you for the new mindset. Thank you for the new character. And God, fill them with the precious gift of your Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We thank you, Father, for that prayer. We thank you, Lord, on tonight, Father, how you have come in the midst of your people um, by, through and by save news father and also um in the midst of the prayer um the lord would have me to also speak to the intellectuals the father said that there are those that are not in need of anything those who are financially well off they have great marriages they have great homes they have a lot of things they have a lot of letters behind their name but one thing they're missing is salvation and God said, offer salvation to those people. 
They will find great comfort in the Lord Jesus. They will find great knowledge in the Lord Jesus. Find that this is not a gospel just for the poor. It's for the poor in spirit. If your spirit is poor, if you're not wealthy in your soul, if there are holes in your soul, if there's a void in your soul, you may have all of these things. But the one thing you do not have is the Lord Jesus as your personal escort through life. And so we want to offer that to those in high status, those in high position, those who had all, but that, that thing, that one thing is lacking in their soul. There's a void. They're always saying something is missing. I have all of this, but something is still missing. May I present to you that it's the Lord Jesus. And, and the word of God is calling you, even you, sir, even you, ma'am, to salvation. So we we say that to you. We offer it to you. We walk in and, and walk you to the altar and, and um, assist you in the confession and saying, Lord, I need you. I have all, but I know there's something. And tonight or tonight, Father, I do, or whether it's morning where you are, whoever, if this is the replay, you could just say, I need you, God. And I believe that you died. And I believe that you got up. And so therefore, I'm saved. And so God, we thank you now for everyone that's under the sound of our voice. We thank you, Lord, for Save News TV. We yes. thank you, Lord, for the visionary of Save News TV, God, that you will add, um, add and multiply, God, her ministry father as she continues to spread the gospel around this entire world father we ask that you bless and keep her god keep a hedge of protection around her father and we in this in jesus name we pray amen. amen and so we thank you on tonight we thank apostle chris um and, and uh the one of the overseers of Emerge Embassy in Goldsboro, North Carolina. And we thank you guys for listening. We thank Save News for having us. And until next time, we bid you grace and peace. Amen.